Hello, hello. Welcome back to the How to Life podcast. Thank you for listening today. My name is Dr. Laura Jacket, and right now you are listening to episode 63. The last few episodes have been more about personal development. Today's show is going to be very practical and instructional. I have information for you about home security, why it's important, what to consider, and how to go about setting it up. I'm speaking with Eddie Badaloni, who is the owner of Maddox Security here in Las Vegas, Nevada, and who has been in this industry for 35 years. He has a lot of knowledge and information to share, information that I wish that I had known when I was younger. I learned from making mistakes along the way, but I hope that what you're going to hear today is going to help you avoid some of that in the future. I really want to give you the answers that you have been looking for, and I hope that you find this conversation helpful and fun. Yeah, fun. Things are fun when you aren't stressed or in the dark about it. That's what I want to do. I want to take the fear out of adulting for you. Good morning, Eddie. Thanks so much for being on the How to Life podcast. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming on the show to talk about home security, an important topic and one that's kind of confusing. But before we start that, will you please introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you. I'm Eddie Badaloni. I own Maddox Security here in Las Vegas. Um, former Marine, moved here in Las Vegas in 1980, uh, been here ever since. Well, thank you for serving. And how long have you been in the home security world? Approximately 35, 36 years. So you have a lot of knowledge and expertise in this area. I'm going to start this questioning for people who don't know about home security or have been wondering about it and didn't know where to start or where to look. The first question is, how important is home security? Is it really that big of a deal? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe a good security system is your, your first line of defense in protecting you and your loved ones as well as your valuables. I believe, and it's already been statistically proven, that a good security system is uh, effective in deterring crime. So what about like a young kid who's starting out? Maybe they don't have the money for monitor security. What can one do to protect themselves? Like, let's start from the minimal amount up to the most to the highest amount. Depending on the type of home that you have, uh, whether it's an apartment, a condo, or uh, an actually land-based type house, uh, you can get something from anywhere from a few hundred dollars to a few thousand dollars online that you can install yourself. Is that uh, like just... one of those ring systems? Yes. I mean, there are other types that, that make noise. One whistles. They have a little bit of effectiveness. It's better than nothing. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, noise is your friend. You want to make as much noise as you possibly can. Most of these uh, sirens that are installed in alarm systems can be anywhere from 92 to uh, over 100 uh, dB level, which is very, very loud. Or you want to make noise. The, the more noise that you make, the more possibility that somebody is going to run off versus try to get to you or your family. So these stickers that people will put on their windows that say, oh, we're monitored by so-and-so, even if they're not, or beware of dog sign. These days, do they do anything anymore? Well, a lot of those stickers are pretty much generic. Yeah. Um, the 800 number doesn't go to anything. And they're really, they can be 
very easily identified. If you have a beware of dog sign up on your um, your property and somebody approaches the property and there's no dog barking, chances are you don't have a dog. All right. So, so criminals I mean, are kind of they're onto that. They kind of they kind of know. Yeah, the ones that have done it for a long time, and that's basically what they do. They're not uh, criminals. Aren't exactly uh, working a legitimate job. So they've done their homework. They, they've uh, <laughs> they know what to look for and what yeah. to look out for. So, and oftentimes, a motivated criminal is not really deterred by the lower level systems. They'll still they'll go through anyway, knowing that they've got some time before somebody shows up. Well, you're making a good point there. I would say a few years back, having a camera and posting a picture or a video of somebody coming onto your property was not looked upon uh, very favorably by those people who do that. Nowadays, it just seems like all they got to do is put their hood on and put something over their face. They figure they cover their face, they're safe. But with many camera systems, depending on how they are installed, because uh, the installation is key, those people can still be identified. So they are a deterrent. That's not going to stop somebody from trying to break into your home that knows there's something in there that they want. When do most burglaries occur? In the middle of the day, at night? Are there stats on that? Uh, actually, there are. In most cases, 60% or above happen between 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. That is the standard time that people are normally at work or when they're out doing chores. And most people who burglarize, they don't want to be caught, seen, or bump into you at all. They just want to break into your house, steal your things, and leave. And they're waiting for you to be gone. Exactly. So now, even if you live in a gated community or a guard-gated community, I mean, it's still a wise idea to have a security system in place. A security system is your first line of defense. And like I said, the more noise it makes, the better chance that somebody's going to just leave. It also gives you the opportunity to arm yourself if necessary. And you're going to sleep a lot better at night knowing that your system is armed if somebody attempts to break in. So what's the difference between a passive system and a monitored system? Well, they're, they're basically the same types. An alarm system can be installed in a home and work locally. It doesn't alert anybody. It doesn't alert you. It just makes noise. Whereas the monitored system, it's going to send somebody an alarm signal. Um, for instance, to bring up my customers, most of them have the phone app. So if the alarm goes off, you're going to get a text message saying your alarm is going off. Not just your alarm is going off, but what part of your alarm is going off. Shortly thereafter, you're probably going to get a call from my central station telling you, hey, your alarm went off. And if they are unable to get a hold of you, they will go to the next person on your list like your neighbors, your friends, your family. If they are unable to get a hold of anybody, a guard is dispatched. The police are notified. Let's talk about different types of systems. Does everyone who gets a system, let's say from your company, you come in and assess the property and give your opinion on what would be best for their needs? Yes. You, you could have the exact same house as a person down the street. But your security needs are going to be different than theirs. And what, what does that mean? In what way? So you need to look at 
what the vulnerabilities are. Where are the easiest access? Are there any windows that you cannot see from the street? Do you have big bushes in front of your windows? That type of thing. You have to look at, the uh, say, the front door, which is the most accessed break-in point. Are there different types of ranges of security that are offered? Low-range, mid-range, high-range? Oh, well, of course. I mean, the, the more you get, the, obviously, the more it's going to cost you. I would say low range would be somewhere in the areas of between three to $500. Is that a one-time fee or monthly? That would be a one-time fee for the installation of the alarm system itself. And what, monitor, and what, is that, what, what does that get you? What sort of stuff do you install? That could be anything from a few of your doors and windows and a glass break sensor, as well as the, the control and the siren. It just depends on, like I said, the size of the home and, that would be a low range of somewhere between three and $500. For the setup, like the initial fee, okay? Exactly. And then the mid-range, you're talking somewhere in the areas of between five and $1,000. Remember, the more you get, the, the yeah. better protected you are. And of course, the more it's going to cost. Sure. And that is just more of the same, or do you get anything additional when you get into that range? Well, it would be more of the same and addition to extra added security for your perimeter, which is your most vulnerable area. What does the perimeter mean? The perimeter would be your doors, your windows, your doggy door, the garage door, anything that's, that is along the outside of your building. That accesses the house. Gotcha. Exactly. And then high range is just more than that. And this is the one-time fee. This doesn't include the monthly monitoring. Is that correct? That's correct. And when you're talking about the high side, you're talking over $1,000. Understood. But you're probably also talking about more extensive type of um, alarm systems like, say, a motion detector or a glass break sensor in every one of your rooms and a contact on your safe, that type of thing. Are there cameras that are included in these packages? In the high range packages, yes. But regardless of which range you want to go with, whether it be low, medium, high, there are inexpensive cameras that are easily purchased, say, like on Amazon or that type of thing. You brought up Ring earlier. Blink is another. Arlo is another. These are, are camera systems that can be installed easily by you or, or a professional. And these are not monitored. They're just recording footage, correct? Well, with those type, yes, they record on what is called the cloud, utilizing your internet. But if somebody happens to cut your cable, you've got no more recording and you have no access to those cameras as well. My company, we do help people install those things. I don't sell them anymore, mm-hmm. but I still sell the hardwire cameras, the ones that have the DVR on site, um, so that even if they cut your internet and you lose access with your phone app, you still have local recording. Uh, it's recorded local recording. Local. Exactly. Do, are they running all the time, or are they triggered when the alarm is triggered? Well, How does that work? well, the uh, the ring doorbell runs all the time. Okay. The other ring products are basically set up on a schedule that you create, oh. or you can or you can have them running twenty four seven. What about what about cameras that you buy on your own, like we were just talking about? The ones that I install, the ones that tie into a DVR, the hardwire ones, those record twenty four seven, and you can set up alerts on a particular schedule, but they're still recording 24 seven. Anytime the camera picks up movement, it has a little motion sensor built in. It starts recording in real time. I know you have your own company and there are bigger yes. companies out there that I have used before. 
and they made me sign a contract. Is that always a given? Is it beneficial to sign a contract? That and this I'm talking about for monthly monitoring. Well, yes, I have contract as well. My my contract is one year. Those larger companies are three to five years. You can always bargain down to a a shorter period of time with those companies, but they will raise your rate significantly. On top of that, they're going to raise your rates on a yearly basis. But uh, for instance, my my customers, I've been in business now for myself for seven years, and my customers have not seen an increase in their monthly, none of them. You need to be careful of when you sign those contracts, is there an out? Because even if you sell your home, if there's no out specifically written on the contract, you are still responsible for the full cost of that contract. I found that out the hard way. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. (laughs) I'm sorry you had to go through that. You should have called me. (laughs) This is how we learn. We learn, you know, and I share my experience with my audience and like, check that out before you sign the contract. Now, this contract is for the monthly monitoring, correct? Is that correct? That is correct. It can include maintenance as well. Uh, That's normally a little bit higher. Can you hire a company or your company to set up like with the one-time fee and not be monitored? Yes, you can. I do that. I give discounts when I install a security system. I typically uh, discount the, the labor rate normally by around 50%. They get the full cost of the equipment because you own the equipment. But because they're going to be monitored, I'll make it up in the long run. I got to be honest with you. I mean, out of all the seven years that I've, that I've had my company, I've maybe lost a handful of customers. And that's typically because they moved out of state. That's the beauty of small business. There's the personal attention. Oh, yeah. So the potential benefits of arming your house, securing your home is to deter potential crimes. You have a feeling of security yourself. It also decreases your insurance rates. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. We issue a certificate that you fill out uh, your insurance company's name and you send it in to them. And if you have a camera, even if it's just a simple camera that you can view, if you get an alarm signal, the police department consider that visual verification and they will respond to that. But don't be fooled. We notify the police department. The monitor. The monitoring company, exactly. Yes. We notify them. We Understood. do not dispatch the police. And believe me, that word has been used too often by other companies where they say they dispatch the police department. No, they'll notify the police department. That's what we do. But the police make it a priority if they have visual verification, either by a guard or by a camera. So even apartment dwellers, it's wise to secure your house some way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whether it's a local system that just makes noise there in an apartment, if you're making noise, trust me, all of your neighbors are going to hear it. Both of my sons live in a condo and both of them have a security system, not because I own a security company, but because they asked for it. They know the importance of it. I drilled it into their head. What are some things you can do to make your home unattractive to burglars outside of the security system? Make it obvious that you have a security system and not not with generic stickers, but with known companies with an 800 number listed on there that somebody could call and somebody's going to answer. Don't leave your garage doors open. I'm going to give you some really simple tips. And these things really sound simple, but they are big. If you leave your garage door open, people see what's in your home. Park your car in your garage. Don't fill it full of junk and then park it out in the driveway. You've seen too many times where people are checking cars in the middle of the night, checking every car in the driveway to see what's unlocked. 
they take stuff like your garage door opener. Oh, that's a big okay. one. Yes, I've heard that. Of is that is a big one because if they get that, then they come back because nobody locks the door to their garage going into their home. They come back. They open up your garage door. They have free access to your your home and everything in it. And even if you have an alarm system, they know they have a certain period of time because that's a delay door to turn off or deactivate your alarm system, whether it's with a bat or a crowbar or ripping it off the wall and tossing it into the bathtub. Also, I mean, obviously, lock your doors, people. Lock your doors. Oh, yeah. Always lock your doors. Pull out those little brass screws on on your lock plates on your doors, especially your front door and back door, and get a one and a half inch wood screw and put it into the stud. So if somebody does try to kick the door, it's going to hurt their foot more than it's going to hurt the door. What about keeping your lights on at nighttime? Lights are a good deterrent. Um, I think that one of the problems with uh, um, with regards to using floodlights is uh, you see those motion activated lights. If there's no camera associated with it, they're going to look up and they're going to see there's no camera associated with it. Lights don't wake people up on the inside that are sleeping. They only give the outside people the better view of what it is they're looking at. It's better to be inconsistent. Don't put your lights on a timer. I know that some people do that. Okay. If you can, there are apps and devices that you could get where you can turn on your lights via a phone app. And you can create alternate schedules, like on Monday, Tuesday, and one day, they come on at 8. On Thursday and Friday, they come on at 7, that type of thing. Make it look like somebody's home. Don't just turn on the lights on the outside. Utilize the lights on the inside as well, so people believe that there are people home. What about landscaping? Landscaping. If you can get thorny bushes in front of your windows, that's the way to go. (laughs) Okay. Eddie, tell me about your business, Maddox Security, and what you offer. Well, uh, I've been in business for myself for a little over seven years now. I've been in the industry. I've worked for the big guys a total of 35 years. Um, I have a central station here in town. I offer the personal service that I believe you really need. Okay. A lot of people take you in as a number. You're a number. You're paying a monthly fee or whatever. And this is what I'm giving you. You don't get any more than that. You call the you call their central station. You get a rotary dialer. Uh, if you if you need help, hit this number. If, if you hit, if you want uh, service, hit this. And then they put you off for two or three weeks because they're totally overloaded. But my customers text me if they have an issue. I call them back. I could talk them through replacing their own battery, saving themselves a service call and additional fees for a battery when you can pick it up for four dollars at Walmart. That is worth tons. Yeah, I'm there for my customers. And if I can't resolve the issue over the phone, I'll come out the same day, the next day, or when it's convenient for you and me. How can we find you? What are your phone numbers? Do you have a website? Yes, I do. It's maddoxsecurity.com. I encourage people to go there. I encourage people to to go to Google and look up my company, Maddox Security, and read the reviews, look at the ratings, compare them with other companies. My phone number? It's listed on my website, but it's 702-644-2767. It's a local number, and it goes right to my phone. It does not go to an office. I don't forward it out. And regardless of where I am, I will respond typically within an hour, if not sooner. Eddie, thank you very much for coming on today and sharing all this information with us. Great stuff to know. Thank you, Laura. It's been a pleasure. So there was some good information there for you. 
I am by nature a very trusting person. I give people the benefit of the doubt and I expect to see the best from them. But it's always a good idea to not lead someone into temptation if you can help them avoid it. Expect the best, but set yourself up so that you don't invite less than that into your world. It's really just about setting boundaries. You can find Maddox Security and Eddie Badaloni at maddoxsecurity.com. And I'm going to put the direct link in the show notes, which will be howtolife.com slash 063. This topic is covered a little more in detail in episode 15, where I speak with Lieutenant Steve Ryback of the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department. That's a great episode. I will link that show as well. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a five-star rating in Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you're listening on. If you have any questions, please, as always, let me know. You can send an email to drlj at howtolife.com, or you can send me a message on Instagram at laurajagget underscore howtolife or Facebook, Laura Jagget. That's a wrap for today. I will meet you here again next week. And as always, look for the good, but don't be a sitting duck. Be wise, be diligent, and be your best self. Life is good and you are doing great. You got this.